Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, We're chasing a little rabbit here that came out of the book of James uh, related to Elijah. Remember how in the fifth chapter of James that Elijah was given as an example of a righteous man who prayed fervently and some things happened. And so we go back to uh, see what that account is in the Old Testament. And you find it in 1 Kings uh, chapter 17. We've looked at the first six verses. So let me read through that real quick just to remind us and set the context again. It says this beginning with verse 1. Now Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives before whom I stand, surely there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. And so we see that Elijah comes before the king. He just appears. We don't know anything about him from Scripture. He just appears. He appears before the king, and he declares, it's not going to rain until I say it's going to rain. How could he do that? Well, that's what we talked about in the last episode. He based it upon the word of God, what God has said, that if Israel and your leadership, if you behave a certain kind of way, if you don't follow me, I'm going to turn the sky to bronze and the ground to iron. In other words, there'll be no rain. And then uh, the spirit led Elijah also. So he stands before him. He proclaims this. Then verse 2, the word of the Lord came to him, to Elijah, saying, Go away from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which which is east of the Jordan. It shall be that you will drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to provide for you there. And so after he proclaims this, the word of the Lord comes to him and says, "Uh, you better get out of here. Let me tell you where you can go. I've got a place where I will provide for you and I will protect you. Okay, You'll have food and you'll have protection from what the king's going to want to do to you. Because remember, everything that he just proclaimed would also happen to Elijah. He was upon the land. Okay, so verse 5. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and lived by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. Verse 6, the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he would drink from the brook. So we're not told what he did these many days, not told what happened. We're just told that he is provided uh, in what we would call a supernatural kind of way. You know, again, I don't like to, I think we lose some things when we use that kind of term. It is outside the normal way a normal processes of life. But when God does something like this, it is, I guess, supernatural from our perspective because it's not, quote, natural, unquote. But it's not from God's perspective. It's simply God being God. If God wanted to um, create a snowman to bring you food, whatever, he could do it, okay? So Elijah's being provided for. Now watch what happens. Verse 7. It happened after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. So the word of the Lord was coming true, just like Elijah said it would, that it would not rain upon the land. But now the source of provision that God had given Elijah was drying up. Okay, There was an impact right there. And so what's going to happen now? Well, verse 8, 
Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, notice how the word of the Lord would come to Elijah and would tell him what to do and would instruct him what to do. Uh, so what's the principle for us? The same occurs today, folks. The word of the Lord comes to us through his word. The word of the Lord comes to us through the Holy Spirit. The word of the Lord comes to us via the, the word of the Lord, the written word of the Lord and the Holy Spirit through others. Okay, through others, through the body of Christ, through the church. Now, I'm not talking about church tradition, the church doctrines and things like this, the things of man. But I'm talking about the confirmation and the affirmation of the Spirit through one another. A lot like Paul when he had the uh, night vision uh, and the man in Macedonia was calling out to him, that type of thing. Uh, we have that if we will pay attention. And so it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. Verse 8, then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. And, you know, if you just take a moment and think about this and just pay attention to what the Lord is saying in so many things in the Scripture, we would see so much, folks. The Lord moves in ways uh, that we don't understand and definitely chooses to do things in ways that we would not. So he tells him to get up. Okay, He says, I want you to get up, and I want you to go to this place. Uh, that, that word Zarephath, where this place is, it actually means refinery. Okay, refinery. And it's a coastal city in Sidon. And so he told him <clears throat> to go there. And he says, when you get there, Sidon means honey, by the way. And so he says, when you get there, I've commanded a widow to provide for you. <clears throat> well, that's fine. But, uh, you know, usually widows are associated with uh, lack of resources, with being poor. Now, there are wealthy widows. Okay, you see that in Scripture, too, where they take care of things. Well, let's see what happens here. Verse 10. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please, Get me a little water in a jar that I may drink. Now, you know, just take a moment to think about that. It doesn't take much and not any, even inference to see what's going on right here. He was thirsty. He was just traveling. He was coming in, which means he was what? <clears throat> he was out of water. We're experiencing the time of drought, right? The creeks, the streams, everything's drying up. He comes to this woman and says, can you give me a little water in a jar? that I may drink. Now notice what the woman was doing. She was gathering sticks. Huh. If you're gathering sticks, that might tell us some things right there. Now the balance of the uh, accounts going to you know, verify all this and explain a lot of things. But just the initial thing, when he's coming up to a city and he sees a woman and she's a widow. Now she's probably not going to have a W on her forehead, okay? He's not going to know that in the natural in that way. But he goes up to this woman, which at all, you know, everything you can see right here would not be of much help to you because she's gathering sticks. And he says, will you please give me a drink? Well, verse 11, as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. So uh, it was culturally normative and acceptable uh, when a stranger would come up and say hey can you get me a drink of water 
Uh, nowadays, we would find that a little strange because water is everywhere. We think it was this person trying to do something else. Is there another agenda involved here? No. Here, it, it was just looked upon at face value, just a drink of water. So she was going to go get him one. While she's walking away, while she's going to get him, he says, oh, yeah, by the way, can you bring me something to eat? So he was thirsty and he was famished. And he's asking this woman who was picking up sticks to provide for him. Now, let me just read the last verse right here. It's a rather long verse, verse 12. And we'll be out of time. We'll pick it up next time. But she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour in the bowl and a little oil in the jar. And behold, I'm gathering a few sticks that I may go in and prepare for me and my son that we may eat it and die. <laughs> well, isn't that encouraging? So he asked this woman for water she turns out to be a widow she's gathering sticks and he says can you give me some bread and here's what she's saying she said i'm about to fix the last bit of food that we have and then we're going to eat this that's the reason i'm gathering these sticks i'm going to make some pitas here you know and after we get done with this there is no more food and we will die that's just the state that's just the affair and so his request <laughs> for some bread she's letting him know hey i don't even have enough for me now, you're probably aware of the count and what's going to occur, but let me tell you, God uses amazing situations to bring forth things to his praise and his honor and glory. Don't ever think that whatever's happening is not in his hand if you're his believer, okay? Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.